What does it mean to change? And why is it so important to embrace change in our lives and careers? Let's talk all about it right here on episode 285 of The Nurse Keith Show. Hey there, this is Nurse Keith. In these days of the COVID-19 pandemic, we're of course disseminating as much high quality information and expert opinion as we can in our bonus COVID-19 episodes. Some will be coming up for you soon enough. Meanwhile, I still wanna support you in your career, in your personal development, and talk about issues you care about or maybe things you haven't thought about recently. I love having you along for the ride, whether you're new to the show or you've been on this journey with me for months or years. So thanks for being part of the Growing Nurse Keith Nation. You know, of course, if you've listened before, that this podcast is all about you and your nursing career. And you know I'm here to share education, ideas, diatribes, and informative interviews with some of the most inspiring people from the worlds of healthcare, nursing, education, entrepreneurship, medicine, tech, and beyond. And... You might already know that Nurse Keith Coaching is your one-stop shop for all things related to your nursing career. That's right. I offer individualized, holistic career coaching for nurses and healthcare professionals around the world. And if you contact me at keith at nursekeith.com and mention that you're a listener, you get 10% off your first coaching package. So email me today and we'll schedule a complimentary consult with no obligation. The show notes for this episode will be at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 285. And if you're a very astute listener, you will note that episode 285 is being published after episode 286 with my friend Teresa Brown for the New York Times. And you get a gold star for noticing. Let me know if you did, but now you're cheating because I already told you. Anywho. We are here to talk about change today, and this is a short and relatively extemporaneous episode with just me here on the mic talking to you. Yes, you. I see you. I hear you about change. So, you know, when fall rolls around here in the Northern Hemisphere, at least, I often turn to thoughts of change, and I bet you do too. I remember back to, let's see, starting pre-kindergarten. This must have been, oh, August of 19, gosh, 69. And if I remember, I will put a photo of me from kindergarten wearing a Paisley shirt in the show notes, if you remind me. I have posted on Instagram, but I'll try to get it in the show notes for you. It is pretty darn cute. I was cute once. So, Kids go back to school, and I remember pre-K, I remember my dad and brother walking me up to the school, up the long hill from our house. Yes, we walked to school. Well, we walked to school uphill both ways over broken glass barefoot in the snow. Of course, we suffered greatly, but I digress. So I remember pre-K, and I remember watching my brother and my father walk away. I was watching out the window of the kindergarten room with my soon-to-be kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Henderson. She was awesome. And I remember crying. I cried, gosh, I must have cried every day for a whole week. I think I had a week of pre-K. And then I think I cried the first week of kindergarten as well because it was a huge change. I was used to being home with my mom or my dad or whoever and babysitters, siblings. And 
it was a big change to now be in a school with all these strange people and with this lovely teacher, but who wasn't my mom. And I, I really struggled with it. And many of you might be able to relate. And those are really my earliest memories of that change of going to pre-K. And it's kind of a gauzy memory. It's not real clear, but I remember crying pretty well. And I have to admit, this fall, I've done some crying myself because I've had some change going on in my life right in these moments, just in 2020. So change can come at any time. And autumn is often that time because the leaves start to change. Summer starts to find its denouement ending. And we start moving into the chillier weather. Today was the first day I went out wearing long pants, probably for about three months. And it felt strange to wear closed-toed shoes and socks and a warm shirt and long pants. And it'll get warm here again in Santa Fe in northern New Mexico, but, you know, it felt weird. It's a big change. And recently, just last weekend, actually, I moved. I moved to my own little adobe guest house near the hills of Santa Fe, 700 square feet. And it's lovely. And it's the first home I've set up by myself, all by myself, in just over 30 years. And you might ask, well, why is that, Keith? And I'll say, well, my wife and I separated earlier this year, and we've been separating over time, but we have very amicably separated. Never you fear. We see each other all the time. We're best friends. All is well. Of course, that is a huge change. And many of you have probably been through separations or divorces or the death of a spouse or the loss of a partner. And that is a tough change, even if you're ready for it, even if you embrace it, even if both of you have decided it's really the very best thing for your personal growth and your growth as, as, a, as a unit to grow apart, to be separate. That's change. And Sure, I've shed tears. Sure, I've had my moments. And I'm sharing her very personally like I often do because I believe in being authentic and I'm being authentic with you about change. Now, just last night or yesterday, Mary brought George the cat over. He hadn't been to my new house yet. And we watched him embrace change. He checked out every nook and cranny and corner just like a cat does. He went in every closet. He wanted to go in every cabinet. He went under every piece of furniture and sniffed and sniffed and finally settled down and seemed fairly content and then started purring. So we knew he was okay. And he is actually quite an adaptable cat. He adapts to everything and anything quite readily. And he's a very happy boy today. So you know, he embraces change. He embraces that Mary and I each have our own homes now, and he travels back and forth between the two every week or so. And he sits in the car without even a, without even a crate, just sits there and meows a few times. And then he's at his another home and he's cool with it. He's actually quite adaptable. So can we learn from animals? Can we learn from one another? Can we learn from plants? Can we learn from nature, how we adapt? Trees sort of go to sleep in the fall, ready for winter let their leaves go, all the chlorophyll's gone, and they kind of go into hibernation, just like a bear might go into hibernation in the winter. And actually, my new home here near the hills in Santa Fe, there's been a bear sighted down here periodically, and also a bobcat. So George definitely has to watch his step and stay inside. He's not an outdoor cat anyway. 
So change also can come in the form of political cycles, legislative cycles. And right now we're in a very difficult election year. We have election coming up the first week of November, and that election may very well impact your life in significant ways. How the COVID-19 pandemic continues to unravel or unroll over the months and years to come, your paycheck, your taxes, your kids' schooling, healthcare, the economy, political strife around the world and political strife here in the United States. If you live here in the States, an election can have incredible impact. And for those of you listening in other countries and other continents, you know what I mean too. Elections mean change. In certain countries, it might be a coalition government. In countries like here in the United States, we're not a parliamentary system and we elect one president from one party and we see which party is going to control Congress and the Senate. And then we all start to figure out, okay, how is this going to impact my work as a nurse, my work as a doctor, my work as a teacher, my children's education? Are my kids going to go back to school in the middle of a pandemic and be okay? What's going to happen with college financing? What's going to happen with my 401k? Whatever it happens to be. You might see the election as an existential threat. I certainly do, and I'm usually quite open about my very left-wing progressive feelings, so you can imagine what outcome I'm looking for in November and looking forward to hopefully January 20th when there's a change in power. Be that as it may, you might be hoping that the current president remains and you may see another president coming in as an existential threat. Whatever it happens to be, we need to embrace whatever it's going to be because it's going to hit us and we don't want to get blindsided. If you look at your career, whether you're a nurse, physical therapist, social worker, doctor, most of you listening are nurses. I see you. Yes, I do. You write to me, you call me, you email me, and I love hearing from you. Look at your career. What have you been through in the course of your nursing career? Let's say you graduated with your associate degree like I did in the mid-90s and you entered the healthcare field at a very different time than we are now in the 21st century. And what was that like? And what was it like when you went back to school, maybe 10 years later to get your bachelor's degree? That was a huge change going back to school in your, say, your 30s or 40s or 50s. And how did you handle that? Or maybe you're in a master's program right now. Or maybe like several of my friends and one family member, you're in a PhD program, writing your dissertation proposal or conducting your research. Maybe the research clock has begun and you have two years. That is enormous. Or let's say you just had a baby and that's quite the change, isn't it? When a baby comes into your life or maybe you just adopted a child or maybe you married and you inherited a stepchild like I did 31 years ago. Change is everywhere. It's in the air, in the autumn. It is in the air at work when let's say your small community hospital is gobbled up by a large corporate entity that owns many, many hospitals, and maybe there are layoffs, maybe there are major changes, maybe minor changes, maybe they're tinkering with your 
nurse patient staffing ratios. Maybe they're looking at productivity a different way, or maybe they're introducing a new EMR. You were an Epic super user, and now all of a sudden you have to use a different EMR. And you're like, well, why do I have to do that? I was such a great user at Epic. I was I just put years into Epic. So what do you do then? What do you do with that change? What do you do when things around you seem to either be falling apart or just coming apart because just through attrition, maybe all your favorite colleagues have left your workplace. Maybe your unit, maybe you're the only person left who was there a year ago. And you're like, well, where are all my people? Where's my tribe? That's an enormous change. So change can come in so many different forms, my friends, whether it's your career, whether it's your relationships, whether it's an election or the change in seasons or the change in your lifestyle. Maybe you've moved across the country. I just moved three and a half miles and it's a big change for me. I just noticed how my patterns of driving around town and getting places are different and I have to recalibrate how long it takes me to get different places, like for appointments. Maybe you've moved from New York to San Diego and you're thinking, wow, there's fires all over California and I'm not used to that. And COVID doesn't seem quite as bad as it here as it was back in New York, but boy, I don't know where to go to the pharmacy. I don't know where to find friends in a pandemic. I don't know where to go to have fun because nothing's open. So change can blindside you. Change can come rolling along just when you expect it, like the change of seasons, even though you're caught off guard and all your warm clothes are in a bin out in the shed, whatever it happens to be, how are you going to deal with it? We need to embrace change, I believe, with as much aplomb and readiness and openness as we possibly can. And grace is another word that comes to mind when I'm thinking about change. Can we embrace change with some semblance, some sense of grace? Sometimes changes are not graceful. Maybe you had a rancorous divorce. Maybe there's custody battles over the children. Maybe, like I said, your community hospital was gobbled up and you were just laid off and you are angry or you're hurt or you're just hurting financially because you lost your paycheck. Grace is something we can welcome into our lives. We can't always summon it in every moment because sometimes we just can't be graceful. Sometimes we need to blubber and cry. Sometimes we need to feel sorry for ourselves. Sometimes we need to rage against the change that's coming because we know it's not right. Sometimes our sense of justice or morals or ethics are challenged and we need to figure out how we're going to face it. So earlier I mentioned COVID-19, I mentioned the election, and I mentioned the term existential threat. So I wanna finish by speaking about this notion of an existential threat and uncertainty. The greatest existential threat for most of us most likely is death. 
My father died, as some of you may know, on May 5th, 2020, on his 90th birthday in the hospital. He was, well, not his 90th birthday in the hospital. It was his 90th birthday. He was in the hospital and he died, not of COVID. No one could visit him, of course. His dementia was quite advanced. He probably didn't know where he was. And while he saw his wife and my brother on a FaceTime call on an iPad, who knows what he really experienced, but he had to embrace the change of dying, whether he was fully conscious of the fact that he was dying or not. I'm not sure if he was based on his level of dementia, but something inside of him knew that something was going on. Something had changed. He wasn't in his easy chair. He didn't have his usual TV in the remote. He didn't have his usual patterns where he would walk to the bathroom, etc. So we have to embrace the change when loved ones die. And so many people are losing loved ones right now during the existential threat of the COVID-19 pandemic. We also face, of course, the existential threat of our own deaths, of our own infirmity, of our own aging, and of the fact that we will all return to dust. It's just what needs to happen and what should happen. Could happen tomorrow, could happen next week, could happen in 30 years. Gosh, I don't help. I hope I don't have more than about 30. <laughs> That's another story. But embracing it and welcoming it and summoning as much grace in the face of uncertainty as we can is part of our mission here. Change is the only constant in the universe and or the greatest constant, I believe, everything changes, everything evolves. And whether you're looking at your personal life, your career, your child rearing, your marriage, the place you live, the way you live, the way you approach your life, the way you approach your relationships and your loved ones and your friends and the animals and others in your lives, that is really the crux of it, is facing change with grace and being able to embrace it and say, yes, this is where I am, this is what's happening, and I'm going to take it as it comes. And take it from me, <laughs> I'm not so graceful at it myself. I've had some very ungraceful moments of late. 2020 has been a rough one. I'm looking forward to 2021. And I encourage you if you're in a place of change, if you're in a place of feeling threatened, if you're feeling in a place of, I just don't know how to face what's coming because I don't even know what's coming, give me a ring or email me. Let's have a chat. I'm not trying to sell you anything, though if you want coaching, that's fine. But having someone to talk to, to say, hey, I'm really scared of change, that is definitely something you can do. I encourage you also or to reach out to your faith leader or your counselor or psychotherapist or a loved one or beloved friend. Anyone can be there for you, a colleague. You can turn to your dog or cat, but George generally just wants food and he just says, hey, you know, change the litter box and that's all the change that I need and that's all the change I want. But seriously, turn to those you trust because these are uncertain times in the middle of this pandemic. And we have the flu season upon us soon. 
We don't know what's going to be happening over this winter of 2020 into 2021, or if you're down in the Southern Hemisphere, moving into the summer from the winter. No matter where you are, change is imminent, change is coming. And I encourage you to do what you need to do in order to face it, bring that grace to bear, and get the support you need to get where you need to go next. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening to this little diatribe about change from Nurse Keith, this extemporaneous soliloquy about stuff I've been thinking about that does have to do with your nursing career and does have to do with your personal life and also your life as a citizen on this planet. The show notes, if I remember, will have a photo of me in kindergarten wearing a beautiful paisley shirt (laughs) and a missing tooth and a little cowlick and yes i really was cute once those will be at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 285 i do really hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode and i hope you can take some inspiration from this and apply it to your personal or professional life and remember get in touch with me if you'd like some coaching And if you mention the show, you do get 10% off your first coaching package. And over at nursekeith.com, you can find resources like awesome resume templates from Amanda Guarnier at the Resume Rx and jobs from Reload, Trusted Health, Incredible Health, ZipRecruiter, etc. The Nurse Keith Show is a proud member of Ars Longa Media, a collaborative network of podcasts, media entities, and others whose aim is to add a humanistic touch to professional education, educate the public from a scientifically informed perspective, and improve lives by partnering to address social ills. Check it out at arslonga.media. That's A-R-S-L-O-N-G-A dot media. It is worth looking at. The Nurse Keith Show is also a very proud member of the Health Podcast Network, along with New England Journal of Medicine, University of Pennsylvania Nursing Amplified Nursing Podcast, Sanjay Gupta of CNN with his COVID-19 Fact versus Fiction Podcast, and many others. It's the largest and fastest growing collection of authoritative, high-quality podcasts taking on the tough topics in health and healthcare with empathy, expertise, and a commitment to excellence. Healthpodcastnetwork.com. Check it out. The Nurse Keith Show is adroitly produced by Rob Johnston of 520R Podcasting. Thank you, Rob. And Mark Cappiespeason is our stalwart social media ringmaster. Thank you, Mark. Hats off to both of you for keeping me in line and keeping those wheels turning in the right direction. Be well, dig deep, seek joy, keep in touch, embrace change with as much grace as you possibly can. This is Nurse Keith saying an extemporaneous adios from this extemporaneous episode 285 from beautiful, windy, and chilly Santa Fe, New Mexico. I'm out, and I'll catch you on the flip side. 